good morning. Lovely to see you. Thank you for being church with us this morning. Welcome to Holy Baptist Church. Welcome to our living room with the Shorey family. And we're going to be leading the first part of our service. So it's great to have you with us. Do um, put your name, tell us who you are in the comments section. Say hello, particularly if this is your first time. We'd really love to uh, say hello to you. So just fill out the comments. Um, uh, the theme of our morning this morning is, do you know what it is? No, it is love. Ooh. That's our theme. That's to celebrate. Uh, we had a wedding in our church yesterday uh, for the first time since, well, this year probably. Um, so congratulations to Roger and Beryl who got married yesterday. Oh, so, so that's the theme. And what I'd like you to do while we're waiting for people to gather in the comments section, I want you to tell us what you love. So I love chocolate. What so yes, <laughs> Jen is I love chocolate. You want what I love? I love parties. Parties. What Eve, what do you I love? love balloons. 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 And um, Joel is over there. Joel, what, what do you love? Ice cream. Good Joel choice. loves ice cream. So in the comment section, what do you love? I love... Hmm. So I just had a thought. Um, we had great joining photos uh, from last week of people at work. So uh, thank you for sending those in. They were in the countdown if you missed them. I haven't thought what to do for next week. What should we do for a photo? Oh, could we have, if you're married, a joining photo of you in your... Wedding day. Oh, so if you're married, joining for you in your wedding day. That's or if good. you've got children dressed up as if they're in their wedding day, that would oh, be really cool. Oh, okay. So, so, that, so send to join.in at hornybaptist.org.uk. I have photos of you when you got married. Probably with you. Oh, we could have a guessing game if they're and really we can try ones. to guess who they are, <laughs> yes. Or maybe if you've got kids, them dressed up. Dressing like, up. Ready for a wedding. Yeah. So that would be great if you can send those to join.in or hollybaptist.org.uk. It's just so, great to see pictures of you all, really, yes. and see what you're up to and see how you're doing. Yeah, so thank you um, for your comments. I'm now going to reveal the top five most expensive weddings okay roger and beryl's is not in that list i'm afraid these are ours. <laughs> ours so are you ready these are the top five most expensive weddings so number five in 2010 chelsea clinton do you remember her um hillary clinton and bill clinton's daughter she got married to mark mesvinsky mesvinsky and they paid Almost four million pounds for their wedding. Well, that's at number five. That's at number five. It gets a lot harder oh, than that. Uh, uh, in two, number four, 2008, Wayne Rooney and Colleen McLaughlin. They spent just over six million on their wedding. One day. Six million pounds on their wedding. <laughs> okay, number three, our very own Prince William and Yay. Kate Middleton, 2011. Right, we get so so. When the Roonies was just over six million, we jump up to twenty-six and a half million pounds on their wedding. Well, number two, two thousand and four. You probably don't know these couples, but they're Vanisha Mittal, who's the daughter of one of the richest men in the world, and Amit Bhatia. They got oh, married yes. in Paris. Your sister got married in Paris, and they spent in two thousand and four fifty-one and a half million pounds. On, on their wedding. 
And I then, number one, some of you may know this, okay, from 1981. Who got married in 1981, the year my sister was born? Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Oh, oh so they, they, were, spent, they outdid Prince William and They spent Kate. £86 million pounds on the wedding. £86 oh. million. Pounds. Wow. So they spent a wedding, but you don't need to have lots of money or spend lots of money to... To, sh to show love. You show love in all sorts of different ways. And actually the reality is we have a God who loves us. And we are going to show... Actually, we've got, we've got a, um, a memory verse at the moment. But just let's just roll back to last week. I asked if there's any memory verses for 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. We got one entry. One entry. And it's not a child. So well done to Leslie. Here is her entry. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Wow, well done, well Leslie. Done. That's great. Uh, well, our memory verse for today is about love. And then he's going to read it to us. It's found in Romans chapter 5 verse 8. There we go. Okay. Romans 5 verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love. There, uh, for us in this, while he were still... Right, let's slow down a bit. Slow down. You'll speeding. try to get through it as fast as you possibly can. Trying to show off. Yeah, so let's <laughs> slow down. Start again. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Excellent. Yay! Well done. That was very, very good. <laughs> so we have a God who loves us and he's proved that he loves us by sending his son Jesus to die for us on the cross. So we might have a relationship and spend eternity with him. And we're going to sing a couple of songs now. Ones that you will know because we've sung them before. Uh, they talk about God loves us. And the first one is, I love ya. It's one of our favourites. Well, knobbly knees, a squidgy tongue, hairy toes or a wiggly <laughs> But Jesus says to me, I love you. I might have knobbly knees, a squidgy tongue, hairy toes or a wiggly thumb, but Jesus says to me, I love you. I might have spiky hair, a dimply chin, pointy ears or a cheeky grin, but Jesus says to me, I love you. Cause he made me in a special way according to his plan And Jesus looks inside my heart and who I really am So I've got clapping hands and I'm too late Dancing people on my dangers Jesus says to me, I love you Should we say that again? Yes, that's a very oh, enthusiastic. Like, yeah. yeah, we're going to sing it again anyway. Right. <laughs> I might have knobbly knees, a squeaky tongue, hairy toes, or wiggly bum, but Jesus says to me, I love you. I might have spiky hair, a dimply chin, pointy ears, or a cheeky grin, but Jesus says to me, I love you. Cause he made me in a special way according to his plan And Jesus looks inside my heart and who I really am So I've got clapping hands and I'm too late Dancing feet for all my dentures Jesus says to me, I 
song which we sang for the uh, Messy Church Holiday Club. Club. Yes, Every metal. move I make. So. Are you ready, girls? You know this one. Holiday Club. Every move I make, I'm making you. You make me move, Jesus. Every breath I take, I breathe in you. Every step I take, I take in you. You are my way, Jesus, every break you break, I need you. La, 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 la. Every move I make, I'm making you. You make me move, Jesus, every breath I take, I breathe in you. Every step I take, I take in you. on Friday evening at the worship and thank you you love us that you love us beyond anything we could possibly know we can't imagine how wide or deep or high or long is your love for us because you love us and you created us so thank you that we are loved and help us to feel that this morning amen amen so what is coming up we are starting a new three-part series on Jonah this morning. We're going to hear a story in a minute. We're going to do a craft and I'm going to talk uh, about that. We've got some songs. Got some, um, I just realised we haven't got any prayer today. Oh no! I might have to try and stick something in because no one sent us any prayers. Never mind. Prayer is important. We've got some prayers later as well. Um, just a little notice. We have started a new Facebook group called HBC Going Deeper and we're going to be starting a book club at the end of this month. We're going to be looking at one particular book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Coleman. There's going to be videos, there's going to be a question, and we're going to take a chapter each week. So if you're interested in that, join it up with a group, buy the book. It's $4.99 on Kindle, Kindle $9.99 uh, in a hard copy on St Andrew's Bookshop. And it'd be great if you can join us. So yeah. That's it. Enjoy the rest of the service. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Good morning, church. Today we're going to start a short series of the next three weeks on Jonah, who was a reluctant prophet. Reluct what? That's reluctant. Uh, well, let's say this. Imagine see someone ahead of you in the queue and as they take their phone out to pay for their whatever they're buying they 
drop some money on the floor. We see the money, grab it, and we have a dilemma at that point. We could keep the money. Find us keepers, right? That's the thing. We could buy some toys, we could buy gadgets. We could buy some chocolate, maybe a new car. But we know we should probably just give it back. Don't really want to. That means we're reluctant. We don't really want to do something, but we probably should. You see, the first part of Jonah's story, God tells him to go to somewhere called Nineveh. Because the people there are a mean bunch. They're doing all the things God's asked them not to do. And God wants to give them a warning before he comes along and crushes them. So he says, Jonah, go to Nineveh and tell them they need to change their ways or else I'm going to come and wipe them away. But Jonah doesn't want to go. He knows they're a mean bunch. He doesn't want to get stuck in with them. And he thinks even worse, what if God forgives them? They don't deserve God's forgiveness. So, instead of getting on a boat to Nineveh, Jonah finds a boat that takes him to Tarshish, literally the opposite direction, and ignores what God asks him to do. Because you see, it's possible to hear what God says and not listen. So we today need to make sure, if we hear what God has said, we need to listen, we need to do. Jonah, part two. Hi there, my name's Tommy, and I will show you how to make today's craft. This is what you'll need. You'll need two sheets you can find on the HPC Facebook page, some colouring pens, some scissors and finally some glue. You can colour in the sheet so then cut them out and finally glue all the sheets together to make a nice headband. This can remind us of today's story about Jonah. Bye for now. Jonah chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 The word of the Lord came to Jonah son of Amittai Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord.
How do you uh, respond when you are asked to do something that you don't want to do? I, I hate being told what to do and it's particularly bad if it's something that I don't want to do. So how do you respond? Are you the sort of person who just says no straight away? No, nope, I'm not doing that. Or maybe you're the sort of person that maybe kind of nods in agreement but just doesn't do it or does it as slowly as possible. Or maybe you just put your hands over your ears and just pretend that you haven't heard. That's, that's often a good way of dealing with things that your wife asks you to do. Just put your hands over your ears and pretend that you never heard it. Well, what happens if you're asked to do something which is actually really, really important and still you say no? Why? Why, did that, why do you say no? What is the reason? We're looking today and over the next couple of Sundays at the story of a guy called Jonah. Now Jonah, we don't know a huge amount about him, but we do know that he was a Jew, probably based in Jerusalem, and he was God's prophet. His job was to pass on messages from God to, to the people. And we're told when we look at Jonah chapter 1, the first few verses, that God asked him to go to a place called Nineveh. This was a great big city, about 120,000 uh, inhabitants. And he asked Jonah to go and tell them that if they didn't get themselves sorted, that God's going to destroy them. Now, Nineveh was the heart of the Assyrian Empire. And the Assyrians were, they were a horrible bunch of people. They were invaders and they were the enemy of the Jews. So they were the enemies of Jonah. So how does Jonah respond to this request from God? Because it is his job to go and pass on messages from God to the people. Well, what we discover is that Jonah basically runs in the opposite direction. He just listens to the message and disappears off. He's told to go to Nineveh, which is probably in modern day Iraq, and he heads to Joppa, the port on the coast, and gets a boat to Tarshish, which is probably in modern-day Spain. Completely the opposite direction. See, often we can say no to things that involve some form of responsibility. We can be intimidated by having to do something that's maybe a bit scary, um, a bit out of our comfort zone. Maybe it makes us feel insecure and out of control and therefore we say no. And there are many examples of this, some more serious, some less so. I mean, for example, there's often in young men this shunning of responsibility, this not wanting to grow up, maybe just because it's a bit scary, rather stay at home playing on computer games, even with your mum and dad perhaps. Or maybe it's people that shun parental responsibilities who, who leave, walk out on their families because they don't want the pressure and the restrictions of looking after a child. Perhaps it's difficulties in marriage and actually it's far easier just to run away, to get away from all those responsibilities, all those annoyances that plague you, that stop you from being free, that stop you from being who you want to be. And often in arguments, 
that temptation to rather than sort things out it's just to run away to walk out and sometimes not come back and the reality is there is always an option to run away there's always a way out and this is exactly what Jonah found. So Jonah heads down to Tarshish looking for a boat to Joppa and it was there, it was available. There was the opportunity for him to run away. And in your life you will find that if you want to get away, that option will be there for you. There is nothing stopping you from escaping those responsibilities which you should be taking hold of. You see, society says that you need to look after yourself, make yourself number one, put yourself first because no one else will, guard yourself, you know, don't burn out, be selfish, forget about others and their demands, you're the one that's important, be a bit selfish, you deserve it. But is that really the answer to life's problems, to only think about yourself and to run away when you're asked to do something that you feel uncomfortable with or you see as something that restricts your freedoms or perhaps you just don't like it so you don't so you don't want to do it the root of the problem with Jonah and often in our lives is selfishness it's being focused on self it's being only concerned about our wants our likes our dislikes our desires but actually that is a problem so what's the solution well I want to tell you now that the solution the kind of the antidote to selfishness is not selflessness and that may be a surprising thought but let me unpack that a bit more because what I want to say is that the Bible tells us that the solution to selfishness the solution to only being driven by our own wants and desires is actually love when Jesus was asked by some teachers of the law if he could sum up all of the commandments in the Bible all the rules and regulations of which there were many you know how could what, what would he say what would he say were the most important rules and Jesus says well first and foremost it's love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and the second it's almost as important really it's to love your neighbor as yourself and there's three loves there obviously there's love God there's loving your neighbor and by neighbor Jesus isn't meaning the person that lives in the house next door to you it's, it's mean those people that are in your community those people in your workplace those people that you brush up alongside on a daily or a weekly basis but also that other love is to love yourself and selflessness is often not that at all it's constantly putting yourself down it's saying I'm not worth anything but actually to God you're worth everything in fact you were worth dying for you are not worthless so once again I tell you the solution to selfishness is not selflessness it's love so love God and love your neighbor well how do you do that well let's just pick up that idea of loving God first of all 
See, God loves us. It tells us that God is love and that God first loved us, that he pursued us, that he died for us and he wants a relationship with us and a relationship for it to be a healthy one and an effective one needs to be a two-way one. See, God doesn't want mindless, empty worship from us. He wants a loving relationship with us and the way we get that is to spend time with God, to spend time reading his word, to spend time listening to him, to share our thoughts and our problems and our difficulties with him. And in time you'll find that if you do that, if you commit to spending time with God, you'll, you'll grow to love him and you will feel that love that God has for you in return. And actually really, it's a similar solution to loving your neighbour as well because it's so easy to look at those people around us people who are different who look different think different dress different and because of those differences we can find it difficult to to, to love them because we don't understand them they're just so annoying aren't they those people that don't have the same morals and ethics and likes and dislikes to us so what's the solution how do we love them more well it's the same as loving God you spend time with them you listen to them you start to realize that this person that you're just seeing a superficial image of an understanding of that she's a real person with real with a real life story and real difficulties a person who who needs to be loved who wants to be loved the person who's maybe their heart is breaking and as you start to know that and understand that as you start to spend time with that you know there's a strange thing that happens you start to love them as you understand them you start to realize that maybe they're not quite as different from you as you first thought so there's some practical ways in which you can love God and love your neighbor but actually if you're a follower of Jesus Christ then you have an added bonus an added help in this and that's the gift of the Holy Spirit you see God is primarily a God who is love and you, when you become a follower of Jesus Christ you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit God lives within you and that has a massive effect that starts to shape you and change you so that you become more like God. You become more loving. So actually you suddenly find those people that you've had difficulties with, you start to feel love for because that's what God is doing in your life. That is God, how God is shaping you and changing you. See, Jonah was selfish. God had a really important calling on his life to go out to those people in Nineveh because they needed saving, they needed to hear the message that God had for them. But because of Jonah's selfishness, because he hated those Assyrians rather than loved them, he closed his ears, he ran away, he went in the opposite direction and he ignored God's calling on his life so I'm asking you are you doing the same what are you saying no to 
because of selfishness. Who are you saying no to because you don't love? That's because, as we'll find out next week, actually Jonah got himself in a lot of trouble because he avoided God's calling for his life. Oh, 
Dear Heavenly Father, you gave me eyes to see, ears to hear, lips to speak and sing, hands to make and do, legs to walk and run. Best of all, you gave me my mind to think, my love to love, my, my heart to love. Thank you for making me. Dear Heavenly Father, you have given me everything, my life, my strength, my home, my friends. Help me give in return my hands to be useful, my words to be kind, my feet to be helpful, my strength to be gentle, my heart to be loving. Amen. Dear God, you are my shepherd. You give me all I need. You take me where the grass grows green and I can safely feed. You can, you take me where the water is quite and cool and clear and there I rest and I know I'm safe for you are always near. God bless all those that I love. God bless all those that love me. God bless all those that love those that I love and all those that love those that love me. Amen. Our Father in heaven, in peace on name, kingdom come, you will be done. Ah, uh, oh, heaven, this is day, all the day, bad, all the days. Happy sit, do sit in, dun dun sit, Well, thank you so much for being church with us this morning. It's been great uh, putting this on for you, and I really hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, do remember there's lots more out there. Search for Holy Baptist Church on YouTube to find lots of different videos that you can engage in. And also we have a Facebook page. Once again, search for Holy Baptist Church. And we've just started a Facebook group called HBC Going Deeper in case you want to explore the Christian faith uh, more. And we're going to be starting a book club at the end of this month. So it'd be great if you can uh, join us in those groups, those pages, join us on our YouTube channel. And yeah, we're going to finish with one final uh, song. It's a song that was sung at a wedding that we had at our church yesterday. And also it was a choice of Paula for a baptism last week. If you didn't see that, check it out on YouTube. Uh, we forgot to play, <laughs> I forgot to play it in our service last week. So we're going to sing it uh, now. It's Oh Happy Day. So let's uh, sing our hearts out as we close our service together. Bye. Oh, happy day, oh, happy day, when Jesus washed, when Jesus washed, when Jesus washed all my sins away. 
Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus was. When Jesus was. When Jesus was. All my sins. He taught me how, oh, he taught me how to watch, watch, watch and pray, watch and pray, and live rejoicing, help, help every Jesus washed when Jesus washed when Jesus washed all my sins away He taught me how yeah He taught me how to walk Watch and pray, watch and pray, and live rejoicing, and hell every day, every day, he taught me Oh. 